is the University of Michigan. Touchdown, Michigan! All right, welcome back to Blue by 90. I am Justin, joined by Kalen and Jack, as always. And it's game week. Oh, wait, no, it's not game week. And all of a sudden, the season is officially over. So, quick thoughts, yes or no answer. Are you happy or sad that the season is officially done for Michigan football? Is it yes or no, or is it happy or sad? Right. Happy. happy <laughs> yes. Happy or sad. Happy. <laughs> I'm very happy. I I mean, we talked about it last time. We were kind of over football anyway, right? And so, like, just avoiding another crushing loss to a good Iowa team is probably good that we are that we do get to avoid that. But um, still, which like also though, how many times in the past? of your lifetime, even w- when Michigan was the worst, were you like, dang, I'm so glad that this season is over three and nine. not often for me. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, three and nine, yeah, that was really rich rods. Rich rods. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, I was at least with Brady Hoke, he had Denard. I mean, even, even rich rod, he had Denard, like there was exciting quarterbacks and shit to watch. Like, obviously I still, would have liked to see Dan Valari and just like whatever, see what he can do with no expectations. But uh, I think having Michigan football just be done and me not having to worry about watching them on Saturday, it, it just makes my weekend better. Yeah, I feel like in the past there's always been like something to root for, like a a reason, right? And it, we're at the point with this team where I'm like, there's almost no reason to even watch. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. It was like the only thing for me is that I, I'm off the Harbaugh train at this point, and the less Michigan plays, the easier it is for them to extend Jim Harbaugh because the less embarrassing this season is. You yeah. know, if they if they have to play these last three games, and you know, even if they beat Maryland and go one and two, that's a three and what six season, three and five season. Um, and, or three and six. Yeah. Three and six, it would have yeah. been the ninth game. Um, so it's like, and then with the possibility of Ohio state getting, you know, putting a hundred on them, it just, it, it to me, it, it seems like it was going to save his job a little bit because it, it would have been so weird if Michigan goes out this weekend, gets beat 42 to 10 or something. And then next week they're going to come on and be like, Yep, we're extending Jim Harbaugh for the next three <laughs> years. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? But yeah. now they can be like, oh, weird season. You never know what would happen in those three games. Uh, blah 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 blah. And then you know, it's e- it's a lot easier for that conversation to happen with his extension. Yeah, totally agree. And hopefully, I mean, this is Tuesday night before signing day. We still haven't heard anything. Do you think we're gonna hear anything before? Signing day happens tomorrow. Fuck no, dude. No, no <laughs> chance. God, that's frustrating. It, I, 
So, like, I tweeted it out. I was like, oh, yeah, season's officially over. That means shortly we should be hearing from them, <laughs> right? Because, that. because that's what they said. But it's like, you know they're just going to keep dragging this on as long as they can for no reason. You know, especially... I, I do think that there will be a decision by this weekend. Do you uh, think there's, like, a plan hopefully. to this at all? Because it seems like this is, like, idiotic. Yeah, no, yeah, it's fucking, it is, it is fucking idiotic. <laughs> that's what, <laughs> One of the that's best my... academic schools in the country and their fucking athletic department is, is ridiculous in regards to football. Everything else is, seems to be okay, but with handling <laughs> except fucking... For the, except for the marketing team, the game presentation team is trash. Oh, that girl's the worst. <laughs> the girl that does... <laughs> At least she's seen Lord of the Rings, which I respect. That's true. For anybody she listening, did. Justin has not seen Lord of the Rings ever, none of it. He, inexcusable. he laughs at the references that I bring up, and, he, and he's never seen the fucking movie, guys. Any of them. None of the movies. So we'll have to fix that sometime soon. I don't have a response. I don't have a <laughs> <laughs> You shall not pass. He's so fucking mad. <laughs> That's all I know. That's all I know. All oh, right. Well, maybe, you know what? We got nothing going this Saturday, so uh, fucking do yeah, it. whatever. Let's watch there it. it is. I was going to say I should probably clarify that I actually do think Michigan's game presentation is good for people who don't know that <laughs> reference. <laughs> They're going to be like, why is he shitting on the game presentation? No I'm going to like read an article about it tomorrow. Michigan game presentation, subpar. <laughs> is that the reason for their poor play in 2020? <laughs> yeah. According to Blue by 90 reporter Justin Rowe. <laughs> yeah. It's just whatever. Like, are you, I'm, I'm feeling like, it's just like, I'm so indifferent about that. Like in any other instance, Michigan gets a game canceled. I'd be like, fuck, what do I do? Like, what am I going to do with my life this Saturday? At this point, I'm just like, eh, whatever. I'm over it. It makes no difference to this point. I'd rather have them not play than watch them lose. Well, at this point, this is like, what, the third game in a row that they've canceled. So, yeah, it is kind of like business as usual, <laughs> you know, yeah, whatever you've been doing been over, whatever you've been doing the last couple Saturdays, just keep doing that. Yeah, I, I'm the only bad thing about this is that Michigan basketball still does not play till Christmas. So we don't have anything to watch, you know, in terms of Michigan for Two weeks now, and all we have to do is hear about Jim Harbaugh. So that's why I hope they make a fucking decision just now. I don't want to have to keep like lingering and hearing rumors. Like, just fucking do it. Rip the bandaid off. If you're gonna extend him, do it. If you're gonna fire him, fire him. Just get it over yeah, with. Yeah, there's literally no point in waiting. So why we're waiting? Like everybody's scratching their heads. Even if there was a game this week, even if there was a game last week, even if there was a game the previous week, it, there still is no reason not to do it. So I, I don't, I'm done like trying to figure that out because, uh, like you said, Kalen, there's literally no reason not to. So it's, uh, it's beyond me. Um, but I did want to get your guys' thoughts on, you know, we've talked about Jim Harbaugh. Does he stay or does he go? Let's just assume that he's staying. Who? Is there anybody on the staff that you want to keep on the staff or is it clean house, get a new D coordinator, new O O coordinator, new everything, and just start from scratch? 
yeah, I say new, new OC, maybe even give Harbaugh back the reins to the offense. Definitely new D coordinator. Um, I think you got to keep Sharon Moore. Like he he was a pretty solid recruiter, right? I think he I think that'd be a big reason to keep He's him. He's like the number one recruiter in the nation. For yeah, he I remember I remember seeing that like he was he was a solid recruiter. So I mean, as far as the like, guys to keep that are off the top of my head, it'd be it'd be more. And if Harbaugh's staying, obviously keep him. But clean house for your coordinators, Gaddis. I mean, you 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 got to go. Yeah. Don Brown, you been had to go. What about uh, like a Ed Warner or something? Ed Warner, yeah, that okay, that slipped my mind. Definitely keep Ed Warner. I mean, he's proven. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't, I don't fucking know, man. Yeah, I was almost Ed McDaniel's got to go. He oh, hasn't yeah. really. I mean, he's a QB coach, right? He hasn't fucking done anything with these quarterbacks. He um, fucking he ruined what we had six options at quarterback this year, <laughs> and he fucked up every single one of them essentially. Not him specifically. Well, sure. I don't know. I mean, fuck, who knows? They all did. <laughs> we literally ended up the season with our fourth string quarterback from what we we're looking at in August. So it's not great. Yeah. What about like a like Mike Zordich, a guy who has a history of producing some really good guys and maybe like just for whatever reason this season he was put in a bad position maybe? Let's go back. We, yeah. Let's we go did back, see though. his guys who did, like – did he produce these guys? Or they were they always, you know, were they always already talented? Oh, yeah, I, I have no idea. You could I, say that there, about yeah. a lot of guys too. I right? Mean, I mean, you definitely could. Yeah. Urban but, Meyer. He was, but he was a guy who was like, I'm gonna get recruits, and not worry as much about, you know, I mean, obviously he was a good coach, but his big thing was like, I'm gonna get big recruits to this program. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you know. You could say the same thing about him, right? He, he, I I agree. I agree with that, Kalen, because like for for Zordich uh, on the corners, like we've had lockdown corners every single year except for this one anomaly of a year in 2020, and he is he is one good one, trans or er, uh, opted out, you know. So yeah. And we saw his he, we saw the players that he was kind of forced to deal with. Not be good, but we also saw them improve throughout True. the season, and that's really the only position group I can think of where I've seen improvement like in real time. Yeah, I I agree with that. I I thought the you know Ed Warner had done that in the past um, with these with his offensive True. line. This so. year, this year they didn't really, and then you see Zach Carpenter transfer, so it's like. But I still, I it's see that it's so tough this year because it's a weird year, you know. And so, like, how much of of these guys, including Harbaugh, how much do you get a pass for in 2020? Um, and, and I think that Harbaugh doesn't get as much of a pass because of his past. Uh, but these other guys, I think, have proven to develop, you know, NFL talent. Honestly, at a lot of different positions. Um, Don Brown, I think it's definitely time. I mean, yeah, been time. Um, Josh Gaddis, what we learned was, dude, you never called plays and you don't know how to. Um, and so that was a struggle. So I think we have to go get a more veteran type guy. Um, but like, I I think we got caught up on the offensive side of, we saw Lincoln Riley, we saw, 
you know, Joe Brady. We saw these young guys come in with new offenses and the yeah, hot guys, and then they did well. We're like, oh, we got our guy. Let's go get him because he's young and coached at Alabama and all these things. But we, you have to have some experience too. Joe Brady is like the most unique person on earth. He's like 32 uh, with an NFL old coordinator job right now. Yeah, that's like, you know, hiring Sean McVay or something like that. That's that's not going to happen. So expecting to just, you know, reach into the OC pool and pull out a winning hand is ridiculous. Right. So I think, you know, whoever does the search for coaches for Michigan really needs to do their due diligence. And we need to be willing to get somebody who has some experience, but also like personality wise, like, can you get along with Jim Harbaugh, who's notorious for being difficult to get along with, right? Because then yeah. if you guys are just constantly butting heads, you know, philosophically, then the offense is never going to gonna play well. So you need to find somebody who's not only the right, like, fit in talent, but the right fit in, like, culture that you're trying to build at your university. Yeah, and if, and if Harbaugh's the guy, I mean, who thought we would have been saying this two years ago or last year after, you know, Gaddis came in, change the offense, change the offense. I think we got to find a offensive coordinator with the same kind of philosophy that Harbaugh has. If they're going to yeah. be successful, right? You got two, two minds thinking alike. And I don't know, man, I never would have thought we'd be going back to this conversation to change it back to the offense that we saw yeah. back in. I, I don't think that the spread doesn't work though. Right. I don't want to, don't want to sound like that. I yeah. agree. But I'm saying if Harbaugh's the guy, right. Yeah. There, I feel like there needs to be a coordinator that's, that's like-minded with him. Yep. yep. And, and, and also maybe the spread does work and Gaddis is just a shitty coach. You know, I mean, we but really we don't have on. spread. We don't have spread quarterbacks. Like even Joe Milton is not a spread quarterback. He's he's not gonna run. As, if he's not reading, if he's not uh, running the read option, not you know run out his reads. Um, Dylan McCaffrey's not a not a spread quarterback. Like none of those guys are Justin Fields. None of those guys are Kyler Murray. Right? Like even Baker Mayfield. You know. So um, well, you can run spread like LSU did last year, right? They weren't necessarily running uh, a read option. Yeah. Guy was face I'm blanking on, but you you can, yeah, Joe Burrow, you could still have your spread concepts and have a pocket passer QB. So that was what I, um, you know, Matt Burns talked about it and uh, our guy, Matt Burns. And he, we were talking about, we want to see Michigan be, their offense should be a replica of Alabama's. It is 100%. still all based on the run. You still get Najee Harris 20 to 25 carries every single game, and he still runs up the middle, off tackle, things like that. They they really dominate with that offensive line. Um, but but then he uh, but then they they throw it deep. They actually open it up, and they have a good quarterback. They have stud wide receivers. All these things. Um, and so it, it's, I, I think the, the problem, I loved Michigan's offense under Jim Harbaugh, honestly, because it was efficient. It soaked up time when you were in the lead, but then the, the problem is that when you get down, there's no way for that offense to move quick enough to score points and, and come back, uh, from down 14 points or something like that. 
So you can run the Alabama offense and run the Jim Harbaugh offense of pound, 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 and dink and dunk a little bit, but you still have to be able to open it up when you need to. Yeah, what do you think about like the personnel that we have now, though? If we try to switch back to that now, a lot of our personnel is geared towards like a like a more quote unquote speed and space, you know, uh, kind of people. But we don't have the the Donovan Peoples Jones and the Oliver Martins, you know. Do you think we can make that work, or what do you think? I mean, I think it all depends on the line. On the offensive line, I think, I mean, receivers are receivers, right? They're good or bad. Like, there's not really, I mean, whether you have fast receivers or whatever it is, I mean, it all starts with the offensive line. If you can't run the ball, then you can't do shit, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's what we saw is guys running up the middle and they're getting no yards. So if that's what they're going to run, I mean, if the offensive line can't create holes for these running backs, I mean, then nothing can happen. So, I mean, as long as Warner can develop the offensive line and we can control the line of scrimmage and running backs can go for five, 10 yards, you know, every, you know, couple carries, then you're going to be able to take deep shots. So, I mean, I think it just all depends on the offensive line and blocking and tight ends and, and what they can do. And, and then you can have Alabama's offense at that point. Hmm. I think it's, yeah. I think it's more simple than it sounds. Okay. Honestly. No shit. It, well, right. All, you know, it's I mean, really, I mean, we're, we're not coming. If, if Michigan could run Alabama's offense, well, they would fucking do it, right? Um, but also, Alabama's but, getting different sorts of linemen than Michigan's getting. I'll tell you that. That's what I was just gonna say. You're you're working you're working with Devonte Smith, who should be the Heisman front runner right now. He's oh, 100%. fucking believable. Um, you're working with how many five star linemen? Uh, you know, there and Najee Harris, who is should fucking also should be star. a Heisman contender. Right? Yeah. Five star dude, and then. Like Mac Jones um, also like steps in and now he's being looked at by the NFL too. So like, it's not, you know, we, we're not on that talent level, but I just think in terms of, I I don't know, the play calling and everything that we saw this year obviously didn't work. So I, my point, I guess of it all is find something in the middle of Jim Harbaugh's offense and Josh Gaddis's offense. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. We don't, we didn't need to, let Harbaugh give up the reins and go completely spread read option, whatever um, we could have. There were a lot of things that worked with his offense, but just bring that offense into the year 2020, basically. Yeah. I mean, I guess how would you change it? You know, going into the year 2020 from Throw what, from what he had before 40 yards more than once every three weeks. Yeah. I don't know. I'd, That's the I'd one thing just to look back at like 2015, 2016, and look at those offenses and kind of see how they how they played out. Because I feel like they ran the ball, you know, decent. Like it was still Jim Harbaugh, very, you know, power run. But I remember, I, I mean, I remember fucking seeing Darbo, Chesson, all these guys getting deep That's balls. True. And, yeah. and Spate and Rudock were putting the ball on the money. So, I mean, I think the thing that fucked us was 2017. Peters got hurt. Who, who I thought was a solid quarterback. He could throw the ball deep. I mean, he was a pretty highly rated recruit. And then fucking O'Corn came in and fucked it all up. And then everybody was like, change the offense, change the offense. So, I mean. I think there was like a level of predictability, though, with Jim's offense. 
because it did sometimes feel like, okay, you know, run, run, pass a little bit, right? Yeah, um, I did hate the, you know, you knew they were running on first and second down. I, and I agree with that. I think maybe just mixing it up more, maybe just getting more of your, I feel like where we lost out was not having like a super athlete on the field, right? And well, when Jabril was here, maybe we did have a little bit of that. Yeah. But I mean, I just think of some of the explosive offenses. They always have like one player where you're like, okay, if all goes wrong, they can give it to him. And at Michigan, I don't really feel that all the time. So Ronnie Bell last year, your boy. Dude, Ronnie. Yeah. Ronnie Bell. I mean, he was I mean, kind I, of a go-to guy, I felt like. But I he's not like, like a, you know, like a huge difference maker in the game that I feel like a lot of other teams might have. The teams right. that yeah, reach so, that high level that we right, want to be at. Right. If we're like yeah. grasping for somebody on Michigan's offense, I'd say it would be Ronnie, Ronnie Bell. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that Nico could have could have been that could've guy been. last year too, but we didn't get him the ball as much as we needed to. Um, so I, I don't know. Like this, the thing that bothers me from 2019 is the fact that we had uh, Tariq, DPJ, and Nico, and like none of them had. I don't, how many 100-yard games did they have, like, combined? Like, only a couple or something like that. Like, crazy. So, um, yeah, it, that, that's, that part was just frustrating. So, I definitely think on the assistant side, the offense, the defense, like, you have to figure that out first and foremost. Because um, Jim Harbaugh, if he's going to be the guy, he better have some studs in place in those spots on the assistant coaching uh, side, because otherwise shit's going to just not, it's going to go the same. But I also think about like, now we're going to have a brand new defense and a brand new offense and like all this stuff that like those transitions are tough for players. Right. So are we going to like bring in a entire new coaching staff essentially, except for the head coach and say, all right, we expect you now to get to 10 wins this year. You know, it's like, is that realistic? I'd I'd like for the athletic department as well as Harbaugh and whoever to to put upfront expectations and be like, this is a transitional year. We got new we got new coordinators. We're not expecting to win 10, 11 games and compete for the Big Ten. We're 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 hope we're looking at eight wins. Want to have a solid season? See how the defense works out. I mean, obviously, it's hard to say that as a fucking head football coach in a D1 school, especially at, at Michigan. But at least if you're putting, you know, your priorities as whatever they are, you need to announce that to the fan base, and you know, you get a little more lenience that way from the media, right. fan base, whatever. Oh yeah. I mean, Stanford's not coming out and saying, "Oh, we're gonna win the fucking Pac-12 this year. We're gonna compete <laughs> every year," you know, for to for a college football playoff berth and a conference championship. Why, why can't Michigan just do that? Dude. You're making your the, job easier at that point. That is the best idea I've heard all fucking day. Dude, if Jim Harbaugh hired a new staff, imagine if he said, hey, we have a new staff and uh, we're running a new system. So we might not win the Big Ten. Our one goal this year is beat Ohio State. Love it. Who, Love like, it. who would be mad? We have one no, goal. Everyone would State. be so Love happy. It. Love it. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Caitlin. Yes. Hit the nail on the fucking head. Absolutely. Dude, that... I mean, let, let's make everything realistic, right? Let's focus on one thing at a time. 
And, and I mean, like you said, let's also get in front of everything that's going on and say, Hey, here are my intentions. Uh, I may, we may not win a national title this year. We may not even win the big 10, but I'm going to do everything I can to beat Ohio state. And we're going to, you know, make progress every week. Here's what I'm going to do to make that happen. There are changes that need to be made culturally, everything like that. If he came out and like said, I suck, you know, I sucked in 2020, or these are the things that we're struggling with right now and we need to change them. I'd be like, thank you. Thanks for letting us know. Cause we've been fucking skeptical for six years now. And you never said a damn word about it. So and that's something too. I think, I think half of the, half of the issue with Harbaugh is he just floats around every fucking question that's asked to him. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, we, uh, da, 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 da. he doesn't really answer the question ever. And it just causes frustration for everybody. And I think that's half the issue of people being like, get the Harbaugh the fuck out of here. You know, Dude, yeah, he, he reminds I mean, me, say what you're asked, you know, say what you need to say. Dude, he reminds me of like when you're when I was in college, like having a conversation with my roommate who would be like really high and you're like trying to ask him <laughs> a question. And he's like, well, you know, like, uh, uh, what's that thing? Uh, uh, you're just like, dude, I'm asking you like, spit it out. <laughs> yeah. Like, wh- wh- this isn't fucking rocket science. Come on. It's like, it's like, like you ask him, Hey Jim, what's, uh, what's one plus one. He's like, well, you know, you got two numbers. You got, you got an addition <laughs> sign. You got an equal sign. And you know we're gonna we're gonna put pen to paper and we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. But it, like like he addresses it, but he doesn't fucking answer it. Like, it's the most frustrating thing in the world. Was that a direct quote? Did he actually say that? Like he uh, might. It could be. <laughs> That's our highlight right there. Put that out there. It's like a it's like politician talk. Like you want to avoid every single thing so you don't actually give an answer, but you just dance around it. It's like, but like, dude, you don't have to be a politician here. You're coaching football, like fucking just let us know like and you don't need to reveal everything i think that that was his mo from the beginning was like we're gonna be this secretive we're not gonna release a depth chart because it gives the other team an advantage like at this point you now have the other team on the other side you have your own fan base on the other side of you rooting against you like you better come out and say something about what you're doing dude i would be so hype if if Jim Harbaugh signed an extension and he came out there and he was like, I'll see you in uh, 350 days when we play Ohio State. Oh, man. Dude, just be transparent. Own the fact that all your job is is to beat Ohio State. And I think the fan base will just be, boom, right back on your bandwagon. Yeah. If he came out like he was in 2015, 2016, and was fiery, and at least just like l- – seemed like a normal human being in these press conferences. Right. And like, Hey, I just want to let you guys know, like just admit your faults. I understand that for the last six years, we've come up short. I have come up short. I'm here because I know that we are better than that. And we could be, you know, at the top and I want to get there at some point. It may not happen this next year, but we're going to work there. I've got a great recruiting class coming in. I've got great people surrounding me and I, and we're going to, you know, work as hard as we can to get there. Great. I, I like, if he just gave that answer every so often, I'd be like, all right, you know what? I do think Jim Harbaugh's still the guy. Yeah. And you know what? He's, he's a weird guy. And I understand that. I think he should like embrace that weirdness. 
like be at a press conference and like chug a glass of milk or something like <laughs> just be yourself, but just turn it up an extra notch and people will love you for it. Well, you yeah. know what? He's, he's got the weirdness of it, but like usually when there's weirdos like that, there's a quirky lovable side. Right. He's the weirdo without the lovable part right now, at least like <laughs> right now, because at least be early on. He, yeah. When he was like shirtless, you know, at the fucking camps and he's like the whitest <laughs> man on the planet. Like, I'm like, that is funny as hell. You know, yeah. when he's wearing cleats into the into the uh, recruits living room, like when he's doing the uh, when he's with Quavo with his iced out watch Flexing. And, like, <laughs> doing uh, music videos like at least he was weird and. It, but it was like likable excitement. Yeah. 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 Now he's just a fucking weirdo without us, without any likable traits. He needs a gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Mike he's Gundy is an asshole and Mike but Gundy doesn't win hair. every football game, but he's got a mullet. So everyone's like, how about Mike Gundy though? <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Very true. Big fan of Mike Gundy. Great hair. So, all right. So that's kind of all we've got. I do want to touch on recruiting or, or signing days tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is going to come out, what, tomorrow morning, I think, or later tonight? Tomorrow um, morning. Safe bet. Probably. Um, so I, one thing. So obviously we don't know what's going to happen with a couple people. Brandon Jennings uh, to Maryland, maybe. Uh, Xavier Worthy to Bama. And then um, – Donovan Edwards. Edwards. Yeah, we'll see. So Steve Wiltfong, who is the big 247 guy, right? Oh, yeah. He came out in his last paid article. He said all three of those guys are going to Michigan. God, I fucking love it. I hope so. Is Brandon Jennings signing tomorrow as well? Yeah. Fuck. Oh, if we can get those guys. Oh, God. So so if that all happens and Harbaugh's the guy, are you like, all right, that's all right. Harbaugh can stay. If that all happens and Harbaugh gets signed in the same day, I'm good. I'm I'm more so frustrated by the fact that we're sitting in limbo and we don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's a big frustration for me. If Harbaugh's back, I'm like, all right, cool. I can ride with that. You know, looking at his fucking numbers, obviously he's done shitty against Ohio State. A lot of the a lot of the losses we can blame on Don Brown. I mean, I don't. I if if Harbaugh comes back, I won't be totally upset because I do think there's a chance that he that he has an opportunity to be the guy. But just the fact that we're sitting in limbo where we don't know who it's going to be is what bothers me. But if if he gets a contract extension tomorrow, and we get all three of those four of those three of those recruits, the big guys that we're looking for, oh, I'll be fucking pumped, man. It'll be a great Wednesday. Yeah, I just I think that would be surprising though with everything that's gone down. Like something's going on then behind the scenes that we don't know about, right? That um, he's saying to guys or something's happening in, in a positive manner that would make these guys still want to come to Michigan, even with the shit show that was 2020. So um, that would be awesome. I think that's uh, that's ideal, obviously. So then that would bump Michigan up to like seven, six, maybe five, fifth class in the country for 2021. So like you go two and four uh, or what? Were we two and three at two the end? Two and four. Two, two and four. four. You go two yeah. and four and then sign the uh, top, you know, seven class in the country. It's pretty damn good. So. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. I'd be curious to see too what uh what the waiver 
or what do you call it? The transfer portal looks like. Yeah. Uh, we'll after see. this year. I'll I'll say this. Somebody broke it down by positions, and there's like 125 defensive tackles already in the portal right now. So if we don't bring on two, three, maybe four of those guys by next year, like we need to hit that portal hard. Oh yeah. Who's um? Do you guys know who Willie? I think it's Willie Allen. Willie Is Allen. he a tackle? Yeah. Is he yeah, off? He's, he's an offensive lineman though, right? He's offensive tackle, yeah. Number Love 73 it. he's going to be. Um, yeah. Came from La Tech, Louisiana Tech. Yeah. He's, he's working at the M-Den warehouse right now. No joke. Is he? <laughs> yeah. I'll take him up. Because because of COVID, like any new people can't come in because they're like, he's not enrolled yet. Um, so they can't like test and stuff like that. Um, uh, so he's just chilling, working in Ann Arbor until. So is that like a gap year kind of for him then? Well, I think he transferred like. Because they Louisiana Tech is not playing, I want to say. Because I remember, yeah. I remember seeing him come out being like, "Hey, I'm gonna go to Michigan next year," and it came out like probably a couple months ago at, at yeah. least. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm betting. I think that what he did was like, I'm assuming Louisiana Tech uh, canceled their season, and so then he was like, okay. "All right, I'm transferring to Michigan." So um, maybe they started playing later, but he still was already out or something. Watching Michigan basketball yesterday was. Uh, like a a nice uh thing they they struggled a little bit they it was a little it stressful out. for a second <laughs> it was it was stressful jack and i were watching together um at, in downtown ann arbor and so it was like oh shit is are they gonna pull it out or not terrence williams is uh you know missing two free throws at the end and i'm like <laughs> oh boy here we go back to you know struggling free throws at the end of a game because we and we can't close it out but um I, I was still – I think that's – here's the thing. Rule number one in the Big Ten is you take any win you can get, and an ugly win is still a win in the Big Ten, especially yep. this year with it being so deep. So um, I promise you that Penn State will beat some other solid teams this year because um, they're – I think they're better – they're not like a walkover team, in my opinion. And maybe I'm saying that just because we just barely beat them. But still, I think they're okay. They've got some good guys. But what were your guys' thoughts on on hoops yesterday? I mean, fuck, Franz never really came out and you know had a big offensive game again. Another slow start for him. But I mean, if he continues to get rebounds and uh, you know assists and whatever, he gets you know close to nine points a game. We, we've we've talked about it before. As long as he can kind of do that, whatever. But Hunter Dickinson. Big game for him. And he had finished with 27, 20.7 rebounds, four assists, and maybe a couple blocks. So he had a good game. Eli Brooks had a good game. Um, really good defensive game from Eli. Uh, so, I mean, I was impressed again. I mean, I think the team just plays really well together. Yeah, I I took a couple, you know, a closer look at trying to watch uh, Mike Smith after we kind of talked about him and I actually saw a lot more of kind of what you guys were saying. He did a good job of moving the ball around, uh, you know, using picks and stuff. So I, I thought he played pretty well. And then obviously, I mean, Hunter Dickinson, I mean, is he like three or four inches taller than every other player on the court? Cause yeah, that's seven two. <laughs> that's how it felt. <laughs> so, I mean, I tweeted it out yesterday, but literally Michigan's game plan when if they're struggling offensively is just toss it into Hunter at like without even a question. And he's just going to go to the rack and either get fouled or or put it up or both. 
Um, I'm totally so, okay with that. No, it's a great <laughs> out. Right? Yeah. I mean, and I still, I think, it, it, first of all, he's our leading scorer through six games, which yeah. if you would have told me that I, I was, you know, I thought he was going to be a contributor because Austin Davis is, you know, kind of, uh, you know, we don't, we, he's, he's good, but he's not like, you know, a starting center in the big 10. Um, and so I knew Hunter was going to be a big deal, but I did not know that he was going to be our leading scorer six games in. So um, that's pretty sweet, but it's, it's a great thing to just be able to go to him because I think this team struggles shooting and they go into lulls sometimes. So if you can get out of that by just putting it down low all day um, and then if Hunter, you know, draws a double team or something that helps to open up the rest of uh, the rest of the offense. So I don't know. I, Outside of Luca Garza, he may be the best center in the Big Ten, possibly. Yeah. I saw something. Uh, I don't know who. I think Ken Palm. There's a Ken Palm thing. It's like the top five yeah. players in the Big Ten right now. I think Dickinson was number five. But wow. um, I mean, I'll go back to what I said before, and you you gave me shit, but they look like Greg Popovich's Spurs. They find it. it they do a good job of passing the ball around, finding the open guy, and you know when they can't. They get it down to Tim Duncan, a.k.a. Hunter Dickinson, and, you know, it makes something happen. So, uh, obviously joking. But uh, they, they do a great job of passing the ball around, finding the open guy, and taking good shots, in my opinion. And they are a very good free throw shooting team. Outside of will, Terrence man. Williams missing two free throws, there's only one other missed free throw. Brandon Johns went one for two, but Livers was eight for eight. Dickinson, two for two. Uh, Wagner, two for two. And Eli was four for four. So, I mean, this might be one of the best free throw shooting teams in Michigan, at least recent history. For sure. I mean, that was the one thing that Beeline's teams never had, right? And then Juwan last year, obviously, with Xavier, too, it struggled. But I think it's so nice that you can, you know, if we do down the stretch have, have to, you know, ice the game with free throws, you can go to... Mike Smith, Eli, Livers, Franz, mm-hmm. even Hunter is a good yeah. free throw shooter. So, like, there are a lot of guys that you can go to in those situations. Um, the other thing, too, that I, I've talked about the versatility of this team. Um, like, it's crazy that some days Shondi Brown goes for 18 points, and then the next day <laughs> he goes for zero, but Michigan still wins, you know? So, it's pretty sweet that they don't have to, like, even, even lip, like, Every time it's different. If sometimes it's Livers leading score, sometimes it's Hunter, sometimes it's Shondi, sometimes it's freaking, you know, anybody else. Eli, like they're That's the best they, part about this team, man. You don't have yeah. to rely on one guy. I mean, like you said, it's it's everybody it's like a different person every game that's yeah, blowing it up. It feels like a real team effort when they're playing. So and that's actually really fun to watch too. Mm-hmm. And that speaks to Jawan, man, as a coach. A lot of people had question marks about about him. They knew he could recruit well, but being actually being a coach, and I mean, I feel like that proves it more than anything. Where you're not relying on talent, you're just you've got a bunch of guys that are playing together, and they're playing together really, really well. Yeah, I mean, I'm still definitely annoyed of you because you you spoke Franz Wagner not being good into existence, and <laughs> now he like is trashed. Um, I wouldn't say he's trash cause he's still by far the best defensive guy on Michigan and that will get him a long way. So like, Oh yeah, we can still put on, on any, uh, good small forward, uh, on like honestly two uh, the positions two through 
four. Well, Eli will usually take the two, but like three through even maybe five sometimes. Uh, Franz shuts down down those guys. So it, I know he's struggling on the offensive end, and we need him to get going to like truly be an elite team. But on the defensive end, he isn't getting as much uh, you know notoriety as as he is is uh, getting or as he deserves. So. Yeah, I think Franz Franz needs to step it up for us to be truly elite. Um, and uh, it'll be – I think Brandon Johns could have some breakout games in the next uh, next time. He looked really good at the five. He did. I liked him there. And, I mean, then he's another big that can shoot. Um, but, yeah, I like Brandon Johns, man. I've always wanted to kind of see him step up. But to go back to your point about Franz, yeah, if, if he can get rolling offensively, that's where Michigan takes the – takes the turn from a really good team to a, a a scary team in the NCAA tournament. Like, I mean, they're always a threat, but man, if they're, if Franz can really step it up offensively and you know what you're going to get out of Dickinson livers and the other guys that you can just plug in the rotation, man, that team is, that's going to be a really scary term, tournament time. Oh yeah. Then there's just too many threats, right? It's like, who do I guard? What do I do? Like, I can't plan against this. It's just matchup yeah. city. I mean, the, the thing is like, there really isn't, very many weaknesses on this team, right? Like defense on some aspects is, uh, is scary sometimes, but like, just, I think it's not really like any, these guys are bad defenders. It's just kind of Juwan's philosophy is NBA type where you give up some things so you can go run and score on the other end. Right. And so it's just, his philosophy is different than beeline or, or Luke, uh, Yaklich where it was like locked down on defense and then we're going to grit the ball and be efficient on the other end instead of trying to run and chuck up threes. But um, honestly, yeah. I don't hate that though. I mean, I, that could be, that could be some of the reason they're getting more of these open looks. I mean, they're, they're getting, you know, five guys on five on four or four on three or two on one or whatever. I mean, um, where, where so I'm, I'm okay with that. Where are you seeing the defense laps? I thought I saw like a number of times where they were getting some good, like two on ones and stuff. Yeah, I thought so too. I honestly, it wasn't this past game, but oh, in okay. uh, yeah, in in the past, like just the, uh, it's not even where I can like point out where it is, um, but just the fact of like giving up. Let's see, um, giving up like seventy-one points even to Toledo, or um, you know, to Oakland you gave up seventy-one, or Bowling Green you gave up eighty-two. Um, but they've definitely they've gotten better each um, each game on the defensive side. So now they're in a better spot. Um, but yeah, so I did want to ask you guys too about this going into next year. So to me, if Franz doesn't like start scoring 12, 13 points a game, he may not go to the NBA next year. Uh-oh. I don't know. Yeah, he'll I, be back. So so that'll be interesting because. Next year's class is so unreal. Um, and it's the same thing like with Hunter Dickinson, you know, at first it was like no chance is he a one and done. And I still don't think he is because he is not an NBA. The, the, the centers in the NBA go inside and out and shoot. And he's not to that point yet. He's still, he needs to put on some, some weight and muscle and get to the Luka Garza. If he truly wants to be like a top, top center in the nation. But like, so if Franz stays, if Hunter stays, Musa Diabate is coming in next year as a five-star center. Like, who's getting minutes? Brandon Johns isn't going anywhere either. Like, where are these minutes going? I'm unfortunately going to see – I'm assuming some people are going to transfer. But, like, 
not Hunter Dick Hunter Dickinson's gonna stay because he's gonna be a focal point. But like, how do you fit all those pieces into this with the number one class coming in? Yeah, and it, and honestly, it kind of makes me think that we may be knock on wood here. We might be in a Isaiah Todd situation with a couple of those five stars too. Like we never know if they're really gonna actually come to Michigan or not. But assuming they do, like you said, man, I mean, that's tough. Fran- I mean, people are, might get pushed out. I mean, Franz might end up getting pushed out of the lineup. You know, um, I mean, more most likely he won't, but but he might. I mean, if he can't score offensively and you know play the two, I mean, that's where I think he'd he'd really be able to stick in the lineup with. You know, Diabate and um, Caleb well, Houston Caleb, and Caleb Houston's is six, eight power forward. So like right. that's kind of Franz's position. He's a little yeah. bit more of a big guy than Franz is more of like a small forward or a, a guard type. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, and Isaiah Barnes, small forward, Will Shedder, small forward, like. Always big news. Just, so either <laughs> these freshmen are going to sit the bench for their first year. and uh, But I the way that Juwan is playing the freshmen that came in this year, I have to imagine that they're going to get a shot at some of these. Like, even Kobe, Kobe Bufkin's a, a guard. Solid. But, yeah, like, all these dudes are good, man. Yeah, I mean, what? Eli is gone next year, right? Mike Smith so only Mike. has one year. Shawnee yeah. Brown only has one year. So, I mean... When you're looking at the backcourt, I mean, who do we – we've got – we'll have Zeb. Kobe Bufkin will be coming in. Who else we got other than that? I mean, it might be – I mean, Franz might just so, play the two. Yeah, Isaiah Barnes coming in, Will Shedder, Frankie Collins. Uh, Frankie Collins, Olga. okay, Frankie will be there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that um, <clears throat> Zeb Jackson's going to be the be the point guard that's going to be a stud, I think, but um, – yeah, I, I don't – it's something that we don't have to worry about, but it's like a good problem to it's have. It's a very good problem to have, yeah. <laughs> but it's just interesting, like, when you're – I think nobody thought that Hunter Dickinson was going to be this good, and probably Musa Diabate didn't either. So he's like, wait a minute, they've already got a stud at center where he probably thought he was going to be able to come in and fight for that spot, but who knows? I mean, I know we talked about it too. I mean, Hunter might even go to the – be able to go to the four. I mean, if he can shoot it a little bit as a big guy, um, yeah. I mean, I, I haven't really seen a lot of tape on Diabate. I mean, he might be able to shoot as well, uh, but I, I really, Hunter is bigger than him. He's definitely more, I think Musa Diabate is more like athletic for yeah. sure. Oh, it'll, it'll be interesting. I, I mean, it's kind of crazy. It's just year two of Juwan Howard. <laughs> and we're like talking about what are we going to do with these good. recruits? <laughs> <laughs> Because I think that I, I don't see 2022's class being much different than 2021. So no. he could be forming this freaking powerhouse of a program here. That would be, hey, that would be so nice to be able to play, you know, football is whatever, but at least we have basketball to rely on. Now I know yeah. what's, what's, now I know what the Spartans feel like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How oh, God. I, I, I know we got to take our jabs at Sparty, but I can't even, I don't even feel good saying that. <laughs> it just makes me flash back to what, 2013, 2014, Rolls Bowl champs. Yeah. Oh, God. I know. Michigan football's in a bad place. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, so is Michigan State football, though, too. So yes. They, yeah. Uh, I think they had a like four star recruit flip. Running back. Today Looks like well he's going to flip to Notre Dame. Yeah. So I, I, it's sad because, like, yeah, th- 
in 2015, uh, like before their three and nine season, like both basketball and football were both like top 10 programs for both schools. Like, yeah, it's fun when those teams are all really good. Like, yeah. That, you know, I I can rag on them and stuff, but like it's way more fun when uh, when Michigan State's good and you beat them. Uh, but not that we've even beat them. That we haven't beat them when they've been good. That's for sure. We've beat them when they're terrible. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening to us ramble here. And when I say us, I mean myself. God, thankfully we can move on to just basketball. But we'll probably take a little breather um, before Christmas, I would imagine, because there's not much going on. Um, unless, unless a deal gets a done and we have or to, something, yeah. unless we have to, uh, and we have to comment on it, but probably won't do any, any, you know, too much lately. So, um, all right. Thanks for listening. Follow us at blue by 90 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, uh, blue by 90 podcast on YouTube. And then, um, yeah, we will, uh, see you guys all later. Go blue, go blue, go blue.